0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. It is Monday, February 7th at 5.04 a.m. I uh, got up at 4, almost stayed in bed. It was It's just cold. I, I turned the heat down in my house. Uh, had two snow days, Thursday, Friday. So, I, you know, feeling a little low but hey, 4 o'clock came. I ended up getting up, thankfully. My wife got up to go to the bathroom, and I said, you know what? To heck with it. So I got up, took the dog out. And uh, completed the morning routine, man, Uh, at least this new part. I did the 10 minutes of Vipassana meditation, so I I didn't end up doing any body scanning, and so that's one of the key things in Vipassana. Is the ability to read the like biochemical reactions that are happening inside your body. Those are like the, the precursor to you getting all worked up, you know, angry or sad or whatever. Um, there are changes that are happening in your body at the same time. And if you can catch those and if you focus on those sensations, well, now you're distracted or or you're not focusing on whatever it is that's spinning you up or putting you in a bad place only problem is five minutes is not much time. My mind, excuse me, ten minutes is not that much time. My mind is not as, as calm and tranquil as I wish it was. I, all this vaccine stuff and COVID, I uh, get all spun up about it. So anyway, I did the ten minutes, which is better than zero. So focused on my breath. And then from there, it was, oh, what I do? I got up and I read the Bible. Uh, read continuing in the book of Matthew, New Testament. And then I went to the bathroom, came back in here, did my Wim Hof breathing. Uh, I do the Wim Hof breathing because I have like a central sleep apnea uh, or complex sleep apnea. Uh, I, when I went and got tested, and I, so I haven't slept my whole life, right? I always had trouble falling asleep. As a kid, I would just stay in bed thinking, thinking, thinking. And that's not really good because a lot of the things I would think about are like getting revenge or how great I was, or what I was going to do and I was going to be so awesome, You know, give myself all these little endorphin hits just laying awake. And so now trying to break myself out of that pattern is really, really challenging. But what I noticed one time is that when I Wim Hofed, uh, at least before bed and when I quit smoking weed, I was able to fall asleep and I was able to stay asleep. Um, I, I feel like I was retraining my body's oxygen tolerance or retraining my body's ability to breathe. I don't know. So I'm doing it in the mornings, and what I really need to do is also do it in the evenings. But it's also a good reset. I find that after I Wim Hof, it's kind of a clean slate in my brain. You know, even if my brain was busy, I can Wim Hof, do those deep breathing, and uh, boom, I'm I'm in a different place. I really like that. Today, man, Monday, at some point my principal is going to come in and do an unannounced observation for me. So if you don't know what that is, teachers get two to three observations a year. Uh, an administrator will tell them when the administrator's coming in, you know, and then the teacher submits lesson plans and the administrator reviews them. Then the administrator watches the lesson, um, principal, uh, vice principal. Um, it doesn't have to be that, too. Administration and education can mean a lot of things. Curriculum instructor and super annoying. Most schools have too many administrators. Uh, but then they also do an unannounced where they just walk in. And they watch it for like forty-five minutes, you know, and they of course they're assessing you the whole time. And I suspect that's gonna happen to me this week. Uh, I saw the principal, she has been making the rounds. I know I'm on her list. Um so this week's gonna be kinda interesting. I, I I've been having the kids during math I teach kindergarten, right? So they're shooting these basketballs and they make little tally marks, keeping track of how many baskets they shoot and they with a with a partner. The partner makes a tally mark. Um, the first person just shooting the basketball. Then they switch, and then they go over to the darts. And they shoot darts at this whiteboard, and if they, you know, hit one of the targets, then their partner fills in a tens frame. A tens frame is a block of five, or excuse me, five blocks on top of five blocks. It's a long rectangle, one, two, three, four, five. You go back to the beginning at the bottom, one, two, three, four, five. It's the first team to ten wins. Today, I'm going to turn those into stations. And stations in the sense that once the kids finish, uh... Uh, a fill-in-the-blank, count-to-100 page. So I I give them a hundreds chart, one through 100, and I take some of the numbers out, and the kids have to fill in the numbers that are missing. And then they flip it over, and there's dominoes, and they have to, you know, if there's like a five and a three, they go five with a big circle. It's called counting on. They pick the biggest number, five, six, seven, eight, and then they count that three. Once they finish that page, um, I'll have them go to their assigned station, and that'll either be the darts or the basketballs, or maybe Splash Math, which is an application on the internet, or go to me, because at the end of the day, it's, it's February, and I still have not been meeting with small groups. At this age, meeting with the teacher is a big deal. I mean, that really pays off, and I haven't done it at all. So it needs to be a top priority for me. I need to be able to just let go of other curriculum and just say, all right, let's 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 see how this goes. Are the kids going to fumble around? Are they going to struggle? Did I train them up well enough on these independent exercises? And even if the administrator comes in right then, the lesson doesn't have to go well. You just have to do the right things when, <laughs> when stuff starts going poorly. You know, if kids are acting out and going crazy, you calm the class down. You do a reset. If you realize one group is fumbling, you know, you go over there and you kind of straighten them out. Do the kids have the right scaffolding? Do they know who to ask uh, when they need help? You know, asking each other instead of asking me. There's an old phrase teachers like to use, ask three before me. Talk to three friends friends first to get your question answered. And if those kids don't know, then come to me. Because as a teacher, you find yourself saying the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go into this week with a with a good attitude, hopefully kind of revamp things. Yesterday, I added some toe raises to my feet training, which is super important. I switched to a four foot striker with my jogging, and this has been like a six-year process. You, you can't just do it overnight, you guys. If you're a heel striker and you want to go to toe striking with the running, it must take... Listen, unless you're... Superman. Unless you're incredibly over the top, 100 percent dedicated, it can't happen in less than six months. It, it just can't. Um, your body will get jacked up. Your Achilles will be tore up. Um, so I'm just advising you here. Um, but for me, I've been I've been jogging a little bit on and off with the wife, and four foot striking. What I need to do now is get my calves stronger. I used to have wicked strong calves. I was doing them on the leg press machine. Man, I, I did more weight than anybody in the gym at one point. And you know, I, I haven't been lifting in the gym. My back's all messed up. You know, my body's beat up, broken. I am literally rebuilding from the ground up. Okay, I don't know if you listen to any of those any of those older episodes, but I went from a gym rat, you know, weightlifting monkey, Iron Man type of guy to now um, Kelly Storetz becoming a supple leopard, doing yoga, just trying to repair myself, trying to break myself back down, get myself in balance so that 30 years from now, 20 years from now, I can be training as hard as I want, and there won't be a cap on my performance. That's ultimately what I'm trying to get rid of. I'm trying to get rid of the cap, man. I'm trying to be able to keep going and improving. So to anybody out there who's on the fence about doing this, It won't happen unless you do it. Okay, you're not going to get in shape unless you do it. You're not going to quit weed unless you do it. Um, You have to have the will. There was a really cool quote in one of my books I've been reading about Ayurvedic medicine where it was about alcoholism over in India and what people do to try to beat alcoholism. And (laughs) it literally said in there, until the will is strong enough to make these choices, it won't happen. And so I think the same thing can be said here with marijuana. I made it all the way through the day yesterday. Interesting, every time I do a podcast in the morning, I'm good all day. It's almost like, you know, you got to, when you make this statement, then you got to follow through. And so here I am, five o'clock in the morning, about to go downstairs, do my yoga, shoot my bow, do my core, train my feet before going to work. And I'm going to podcast. Why not? I'm going to add that too. And so the tricky thing will be coming home, right? But for me, structure really, really helps. If I add more things in my day, generally I'm more successful. I I don't know why, that might be unique to me, but structure equals success. And it's the same thing for the kids in my classroom, I can tell you that. So I'm going to come home from school and I'll have that awkward, you know, half hour, hour where it's like, okay, is he going to smoke? Is he not going to smoke? And so what I do now, I got to fill that up. I want to do some yoga with the wife. That's a big goal. And then, otherwise, I got chess, and I got my guitar. And I got to tell you, time flies when I'm playing chess. And the guitar is very wholesome. It does good things for me, even though I suck. (laughs) So, hey, listen, it would be really great to share some stories with you. Um, I feel like I've shared a bunch of my stories. You know, from smoking, taking big hits, and then, boom, passing out on the floor, to mumbling. One of the reasons why I need to quit smoking is because my pronunciation goes to shit. Uh, People can't understand me to begin with, let alone when I'm consuming high quantities of THC. It gets really, really ugly. Uh, And being articulate, of course, is one of those things where it it gives you more respect in society. Even if you're maybe not well-versed in something, if you are articulate and if you have a strong command of vocabulary... You come off as somebody worth respecting. Um, So those are a couple of reasons why I need to stop smoking. Um, You know, cool stories regarding weed. I don't know. I I hate to celebrate it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Maybe, you know, back when I was gorilla growing, instead of growing just one tall main stem with one fat cola on top, you don't want to do that, right, because that cola is going to get all moldy come September, October. It's too dense. And also, your yield won't be that great. Honestly, as a, as a overall plant, what you do is you top that fucker when she's at like four, five, six weeks. And then you top her again, and all of a sudden, now you have, instead of one main stem, you have two, you have four. And if you can get to eight, uh, eight is kind of a magic number. You get just enough airflow that the mold doesn't happen, but you get wicked high yields. The colas aren't too fat. The plants are really balanced. Um, that bottom stem becomes wicked, wicked fat uh if anyway that's what I would recommend, but i wouldn't recommend that if you if you're listening to this podcast, I probably wouldn't recommend you uh growing any marijuana because it sounds like you are somebody who's trying to become better, and I'm in that same boat with you uh I appreciate you sticking with me anyway, send me a message quitting marijuana podcast at gmail dot com it's literally just a random email account that I made to try to communicate with you guys. Uh, maybe I should start an Instagram or something. Maybe people would feel more comfortable with that. But I swear I'm just some dude in his back room. You know what I mean? I am I'm nobody fancy. I'm not going to do anything with your email address. It's not some, you know, personal gain for fame. Um, and as I go in here into my email, nobody has sent me one. <laughs> So, anyway, if you want to hear yourself featured, definitely fire that puppy over, man. Uh, You know, let me know. Let me know that there's another person out there in the struggle because it seems like, as a society, uh, this is just the dark horse. It's the dark horse. Its effects are so subtle. Um, You know, sometimes you feel like you're alone. And I I know I'm not alone, so uh, don't worry. You're not leaving me in the dark, so to speak. But uh, it would be cool. It would make this. This experience and this podcasting a lot more fun. So, uh, Albert Einstein once said, "The measure of intelligence is the ability to change." And Bible verse of the day, we'll pull one from Matthew that I just had read. Uh, how about this one? But if you had known what this means, I desire compassion and not a sacrifice. You would not have condemned the innocent and what the heck one more uh chapter 12 verse 34 you brand of vipers how can you being evil speak what is good for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart thanks for sticking with me you guys remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment we'll see you next time